When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Everyone and welcome back to Star Fellows, your favorite D and D podcast in a galaxy far, far away. I am your dungeon master, Rob, and with me, as always, are my friends Hannah, hello, Amelia, Sam, allegedly, and Brennan. It's a me. Where we ended last week, Mix successfully defused a bomb. Forgot about that. In the arena in the heart of Midgar, where the party had found, uh, successfully tracked down Tardal, the son of the Wookiee chieftain who is in control of all of Khajiik. And while at the arena, the lights went dark. Things got a little tense and some bombs were detonated, just a few, all around the city, rocking the arena, deafening your senses, but the worst of it, you are all spared because of Mix's quick thinking and technical ability. Now there is fighting all around you. The arena filled with Wookiees launches into combat against the corporate soldiers and security hired to keep Midgar safe. But more importantly, to keep it under the control of Circa Arms, who has a vested interest in cleaning out Khajiik for its resources. There are blaster sounds all around you, calls of Wookiees announcing danger, calling out the enemy, smoke, debris, and detritus from the explosion fill the room, and down below, Tardal is fighting for his life against three ginormous lilac monsters which you encountered in the sands of the yellow wastes outside of Midgar. Creatures of horrible insectoid design, which have now been used as arena beasts to pit against the formidable Wookiee. We will start from Mix's perspective. Mix, last time, after defusing the bomb, the private booth that was under construction in which the bomb was placed was invaded very rudely by the security of the CEO of Circa Arms. You, caught with a bomb in your hands, looking sort of shifty, were immediately scooped up and arrested. You are moved discreetly, quickly, and quietly with the CEO until you go down a hallway and hear the close of a room door behind you. The security has their blasters trained on you. The CEO, Dono Barhimian, turns to you. His dark suit ruffled, dust in his hair, and with a very pompous expression, he says, So, this is the terrorist? Uh, no, actually, it's not. You did notice that the bomb, like, didn't go off, right? 
All I noticed was the bomb in your hands. Explain yourself. Uh, I mean, if you look at it, there is a cut wire that I did just cut, and the power, like, switch on the side is cut off, or is turned off. Hmm. So we'll just verify. A, a, a soldier wearing uh, silver and chrome armor uh, comes up to you, looks at the bomb, and says, um, Sir, can, can confirm the wire has been cut and the switch has been uh, uh, tampered with, sir. Yes, the bomb, is, the bomb is deactivated, sir. She appears to be telling the truth, sir. Well, who even asked you? Roll me a persuasion check real quick. Yeah, okay. Oh, plus zero. The soldiers kind of, like, shift uneasily, oh still trading their weapons at you. Uh, you do hear the sounds of gunfire and explosions and rebels in the background. What did you roll? Um... That is, you know, let me see if I have anything that can help me here. Um, uh, no, I don't think I do. Um, I got a three. <laughs> you got a three. Um, make your case for yourself. A three probably is not going to get you get you that far. But let's see, let's see what you have to say for yourself in this situation. I mean, like it's it's pretty like clear to see like who was the per- perpetrator here. Like you you hear all those other bombs going off. Right, you heard like the the rousing speech that the guy just made. I like I have no affiliation with that. I cannot believe a word of what you say, for you are a terrorist, and there is nothing you can say to deny it. Corporal, search her and take her weapons. Uh, the same soldier comes up to you and starts uh, searching you and finds your lightsaber and says, "Oh, sir, uh, this one appears to be carrying a lightsaber, sir." Oh, really? A lightsaber? What say you, terrorist? From what Jedi did you pry this from? Uh, I didn't pry it from anyone. It is mine. Hmm. Prove to me that you are a Jedi, and I will consider whether or not you are a terrorist. Um, yeah, I'll just, like, pull a a rock to me, I guess. If I can. Are my hands handcuffed? Uh, they are handcuffed, but Shit. not, like, bagged. But I think you could right. still use the Force. Yeah, I'll just, I'll... Pull or, pull or push a rock or something. Some rubble. Some construction rubble, I guess. I don't know. Um, no, nah, I need you to be more committal than that. What exactly do you want to do? I'll say that there's, yeah, there's construction stuff around. There's cones, there's staplers, there's rubble. What exactly do you want to do with the force? You just want to make something levitate? Yeah, I just want to make something to prove I know how to use the force. I feel like that's enough. To... I want specifics, Hannah. Ugh. How would you like to use the force in front of all of these armed individuals? Um... You know what you should do? What? You should do that thing that, like, Luke does above the Sarlacc pit. You gotta just, you know, get your lightsaber to you and, like, jump off and do cool flips while you're handcuffed. Yeah, can, you know I, t- I, mean? can I take the lightsaber back from the guy? Ooh, I like this suggestion. Can just, yeah. yeah uh, can I just so have go, it? Yeah. So, my hand. yeah. So you can just uh, do the normal force. Uh, so is, is, remind me, is, uh, when you do it on a person, is it a saving throw for them? Or are you rolling to Um... Hit? Yeah, strength saving throw. I'm not really trying to target him though. I just am trying to pull my the lightsaber to my hand. But if you want sure. to do that, yeah. But he he's yeah. he's holding it, so I'll I'll have him make a strength saving throw. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what what does he have to hit to beat it? Uh, twelve. Twelve. He rolled an eleven, so he fails. So the Hell lightsaber yeah. comes flying back into your hand, and the corporal who was holding it goes, "Ah, damn it." I mean, like I can swing it around a little bit if you want me to, like, really show that I know how to use it. A I bunch of guns to. cock. <laughs> uh, okay, 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 okay. We don't got we don't have to do that. I'm just like I'm just saying. Stand down, stand down, folks. Okay, I believe you. You're a Jedi. 
Perhaps this is fortuitous for us. We have need of you, Jedi. I imagine that is why the Council has sent you here. As you have noticed, I'm sure there's a bit of a conflict going on around us. Yeah, I'm I'm really not like supposed to be taking like sides here. That's not what I was sent here here to do. Uh here to be like Nonsense. a mediator. Jedi is our keeper of keepers of the peace. There is no peace outside of those doors. Did you not hear the explosions, the very bomb in your hand? It is your duty by your oath to uphold peace and order. It is And there not... is a Wookiee down there named Tardal who is responsible for all of this. Again, I'm not gonna just, like, automatically, like, take your side without hearing both sides, you know? Like, this is not... It It doesn't... Um, it's not for my oath to, like, just automatically take the side of whoever's talking to me first, you know? You get me? He looks, uh... Ooh. He doesn't like that answer. Oh, well, okay. Please roll me a... <laughs> Please roll me a persuasion check. Yeah, hopefully I'll hire. I'll, I'll hire them. Actually, no, a charisma check, because he's not persuaded, but he okay. could be. Charismed. Uh, thirteen. Yeah, charismed. Thirteen. I see. You do not want to take sides. Neutrality, balance. Oh, it is always frightfully difficult to cooperate with you folks. Well. Then I suppose I'll just have to keep you out of the way. Uh, and very quickly, uh, all of the guards in the room jump onto you and restrain you and bag your head. And what once the again, shit? you can fight back if you'd like to in this moment. You do have a lightsaber that's unlit. Um, um, yeah, I mean, if I turn it on, do they stop? I'm going to turn it on before they get to me, if I can. Okay, roll me a dexterity check. Also, are my hands still tied? Hands are still tied. Shit. Um, but you do have laser sword in one hand, so. Yeah, true. Dexterity That's, check. That's uh, 13 again. They rolled collectively a 17. So I'm going to have to say that you're not able to get your lightsaber lit before they grab onto you. Shit. Um, you hear, uh, while they, like, put a bag on your head, um, you hear Dono Barhimian say, Yes, take a below with the others. I'm sure my beautiful maiden will find use for her. Mm. Uh, and he uh, leaves. <laughs> uh, you hear him like starting to be escorted out the room, and a pair of hands uh, grab you by the shoulders and start uh, taking you back out into the hallway. Um, Can I somehow signal to Match? I imagine Match is just like on my back, charging what or whatever right now. Can I, like, roll a stealth check to see if I can get matched to go find everyone else and let them know where I am? Sure. You can also use um, match to, like, do anything else that you would want to, like, try to, like, free yourself or incapacitate people. Right. I, I don't have your droid sheet up. or just, like, in front of me, so I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, I can use any of my tech powers. Um through him but that's probably not going to be helpful if i can't see um also how many of them are there like four um so you feel two sets of hands on you right now and you hear the other cohort of soldiers moving in a different direction with the ceo right i i think i would rather just try to get matched to 
to go let them know where I am rather than trying to take on these people by myself. Okay. Um, very good. So, yes. Yeah, so you can, like, like I said, you can, like, clock into match, um, like, warg into match. So uh, what I'll say that you do is that you're able to warg into match. I want you to let me know who specifically you're trying to find, and then we'll settle uh, how that works out in a second. But now we're going to go back to the rest of the party. Rama and El. Uh, the fighting has broken out all around you. From your perspective, a bomb went off in the CEO's box, uh, after which a lot of commotion started happening, and the stage down below where the battle is taking place has developed between uh, Tardal and the three lilac beasts. What would you guys like to do? How does Tardal uh, look in the battle? <clears throat> um, he's currently being um, closed in upon by the three lilacs. They are forming like a half circular shape around him, trying to corner her in, him into a space um, on the edge of the arena. Um, so it is not looking great, although he has been able to like chop several of them a couple times in the moments that like this battle has begun, but he is outnumbered and outsized by these beasts. How- Two questions. How far sure. away am I from Tardal and how steep, how high is the wall of the arena? The wall of the arena is uh, 20 feet tall. Um, okay, now I'm trying to think of like how many feet would you be up in a stadium from that? Um, quite a few. Um, quite a, it's, it's a pretty far, pretty far away. Um, but like there is like people are scrambling out of the way and trying to leave the stadium. So like you would have a pretty clear shot to like get to him with some athletic maneuvers, but I would probably say somewhere around the neighborhood of like 200 feet away. Okay, I am going to make a beeline for him jumping, you know, doing that cool like force jump shit, <laughs> parkouring my way uh, toward Tartal. Great, uh, go ahead and make me an athletics check to do that. Athletics. That is so bad. Uh, that's a seven. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you're trying to like leap over some bleachers and these stadium seats and like trying to vault onto this high wall and drop down to these sandy pits. And there's to just- To be clear, I'm not trying to jump into the pit. Oh, just trying to get to the edge of the stadium? Yeah. Okay, okay. So that's a little bit different. Um, yeah, so you just need to... Yeah, so basically, you your ideal would be to, like, jump and, like, flip over some of these stadium seats to, like, get in range of that wall so you can drop down a little bit more safely. The issue is is that this stadium was filled with big fucking Wookiees, and there's just a few too many still left in your path to get a clear shot just with some athletic maneuvers. So you do get tripped up and, and crash hard into a Wookiee for a second before you're able to jostle down the stairs and reach your final destination after a few moments of moving. Um, Brennan, what would Ramo's first movement like to be in this scenario? <clears throat> Ramo's first thought in his head would be like, oh god damn it, these things again. And then uh, after seeing L leap into action, uh, just get a running, just jump off uh, his seat, ignite the jetpack, and then see if he can fly toward the end of the arena and just stand on the edge of the wall to have the best vantage point without getting Wookiees in any cro- like crosshairs, but also not being in the pit. 
Good. Yes, with your jetpack, um, I see no reason that your path wouldn't be clear. So you're able to lift off. Um, you ignite your jetpack, and like a bunch of like stadium trash uh, sizzles a little bit on the feet below you, and like <laughs> papers and cups and like discarded hot dogs are like flung a little bit as you ascend into the air <laughs> and fly over to the arena wall uh, and perch next to L. Um, Digo is also going to follow and trail behind. Um, M0 is clambering over some of the seats, just trying to get a handle on what everything's going on. Um, Digo uh, comes up to you two a moment later, Rama and L, and says, uh, kind of out of breath, wait, we're missing someone. Where is Mix? Uh, L. Yeah. I don't suppose you did Mix say anything where they're going. Can you use the force thing to empathy link into them or something? Did Mix say where they were going? I don't think so. If I remember correctly. Right. <laughs> Mix just said I the just... droid vibes are off and just Yeah, I said the droid vibes are off and they just fucking went. You guys still yeah. have your have your comms channels up. Um like I guess you got you guys can like firmly communicate to each other through a radio. <laughs> yeah, if if Rama says that, instead of using Jedi empathy, I will just use our two way radio system and say, Mix, come in. Um, am I even able to use it with my hands tied? Um, yeah, because this is just an earpiece thing. Oh, okay. I was for some reason I picture it as like a talking to the hand. Yeah, it's not a hollow <laughs> um, call. Hey, uh, in a little bit of a situation. I'm gonna need more than that. Uh, I'm gonna, can I can I tune into the call once I hear that? Yeah, Gunner Channel, go for uh. it. <laughs> uh, yeah, you you guys need me. Are you are you good? Uh, I think I think so. I don't think they want to kill me. Great. Um, okay. <laughs> so sounds like you I'm need us. What's yeah. going on? Uh, like I'll I'll let you know if I need some help. Uh. Yeah. Cool. Mix is fine. Um, probably whoa, whoa, just whoa, 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 looking whoa. at droids. So, uh, how far are we from Tardal? Sorry, I don't. I don't want to be rude, but the button in this conversation are. Are you okay? Where are you? Uh, when did you get in this call, Deco? So, like, I um, standing next to each other. I defused one of the bombs. They thought that I like put it there. I definitely. I definitely did it. Like in just saying that loudly, so the the people holding me can hear that. Um, you got and, arrested for terrorism. Uh, yeah. I mean, we've been here I didn't for like commit, twenty minutes. I didn't. I didn't commit the crime. I did save lives. So, like, there's that. <sighs> As you finish that sentence, the guard. Since you made a direct point of talking out loud to the guards, uh, <laughs> gonna take three bludgeoning damage as one of the guards hits you in the side of the face and says. <laughs> what the fuck? You're not gonna think that we're gonna let you talk to your co-conspirators. Um, and then he like reaches up under the bag and pulls out your earpiece. I'm okay, I'll find you guys later. <laughs> Is anyone else disturbed by how just insanely unbothered they are for being arrested arrested on acts of terrorism? Um as soon as uh Mick said that they were okay. L has stopped the the chit chat and is trying on operation. Let's keep Tardall from dying. <laughs> yeah, oh, my wife. That was the irrational one. That's that's a good observation. That's a good 
shift in focus. Oh god, you people are so fucking weird. <laughs> Please, you're the one who got me arrested. I saved lives and you're like, go to jail about it, actually. They said they were fine. <laughs> I say I'm fine they all the time. They don't want to kill me, fine. I think, so it should be fine. Yeah, cool. We'll deal with that later. One person is not active. One person is not actively being killed, and the other person we're here to see is facing off three just giant saying. evil bugs. I'm not saying we shouldn't we're kill put the a bugs. Pin over here. I'm just saying everybody's really unbothered by the weight of the situation. I feel like Brennan remembers more of what I'm capable of than you people are. I just. I feel. I just feel that like I'm not. A terrorist. So we should we should, we should cut some of this because this is a table talk. But like, what about was, that? What about that conversation made you think like, yeah, this is gonna end well. He's just gonna take <laughs> me to some place with some creepy woman. Is very capable. We can figure it out. Girl, your head is in a bag. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking I about? I got a lightsaber. It's fine. And I got a droid. <laughs> and I got missiles. <laughs> I trust the justice system. Just I didn't do anything wrong, therefore I can't receive punishment. I got, I've got two this whole is, classes. I've got two different classes. I'm, I'm just, <laughs> this planet's the paragon of absolutely fair justice. This is going to be fine. The way in which, if I played in my own D and D campaign, I would be a ruthless killer is is unsettling <laughs> to me right in this moment. See, um, Mix just doesn't want to bother them. Like they've they've definitely got <laughs> things they got to take care of. There's no immediate danger here, as far as they're aware. Just like I need it's to. Fine. Ron needs to talk with Mix about how they handle stress because it's impressive. Mix <laughs> has been high for like 17 years, I think. Is kind of the, Probably. The five I'm Probably for, yeah, 15 out of their 29 something years. <laughs> That's pretty funny. All right. All right. Okay, no, I, I, need, we, I need to resolve this. Um, Mix, you just got punched in the face. Great. <laughs> you you are it. being you are being dragged. Where did you send match to? I was gonna send match to um just the group if they're grouped together. Um I guess maybe specifically to monkey would be good. Okay. Okay. Um great. So match is going to uh you know, was separated from you from when you were like defusing the bomb, Match wasn't like immediately clocked as being connected to you, so it's not under any sort of restraints or anything like that. Match flies across the stadium, scanning the battlefield. And from his perspective, you get a bird's eye view of the destruction that's going on. From the stadium perspective, there is smoke and fire billowing from the CEO's box that you saw, or that would have exploded, sorry, that didn't explode. But you do see like rubble and smoke coming up from around the stadium in different places where other bombs have detonated. Um, you also hear more clearly up from the bird's eye view of Match the sirens and battle happening outside of the stadium. It sounds like it is spread to the rest of the slums and like under part of Midgar. You see from bird's eye view, Tardal fighting alone in the arena. You see your friends perched on the wall um, where you were just having the conversation and you see M-Zero climbing up into some of the rafters and like support beams of the stadium trying to scan the stadium. Uh, I match flies over to M zero, uh, what do you want to talk to M zero about? What do you want to interact? To? How do you want to do that? I guess just to like give like some sort of geo location, GPS location of where Mix is at all at all times. 
Uh, great. Yes. So, uh, match, um, kind of, I imagine, like, bobs up and down and, like, tries to get M-Zero's attention. M-Zero notices match. Um, uh, uh, match gives off some, like, very, uh, tense, energetic, uh, worried beeps, um, and transfers, uh, a data connection, uh, to you mix uh, through some of the technology that you still have equipped to you that gives M0 a ping on your location. Um, mix what you hear in your real body um, as you are being half carried, half walked down a hallway, you hear a set of elevator doors open and you are pushed forcefully inside. The elevator doors close and you start a long, long descent downwards. Great, so what do you guys want to do? <laughs> God. Okay, uh, how far away am I from Tardal? Uh, now I'm going to say that you are uh, 60 feet away in a straight line, um, but you're still 20 feet above uh, him, like vertically. Okay, I will use, um, okay, so I'll use my movement and action to dash and close that 30 feet. Or that 60 feet. Okay. And then I am going to yell toward Tardal. You want out? Um, you see Tardal uh, swinging his battle axe and he deflects um, a tentacle from one of the lilacs. Um, and then like throws some sand in, in another one's eyes and looks over to you and says, Hell yeah, brother. I need a hand. Um, this is my kind of guy. I'm going to start opening fire. Uh, wait, wait. To be clear, I said, do you want out, not do you want help? Are, are you, like, trying to stop and have that conversation with him? Because he's continuing to fight. He's continuing no, to swing. I was making sure you heard that I said, do you want out, not do you want help? Yeah, and he says, okay. yeah, he would like help. So it, he's not being picky right now. He's fighting for his life. Um, um, okay, I was just going to reach out and rescue and pull him out of the pit. How exactly are you intending? Oh, it's to a force do? power called rescue force as power? bonus action. Uh, read me what that does. I pull one willing ally I can see within 30 feet of me to an unoccupied space within five feet of me. The target must use their reaction to accept the pull. It just, I can just teleport it, someone to me. Does it say anything about attacks of opportunity? No, they wouldn't get one because they are like teleported. It's not, it's not, uh, they're not actively moving. They're being moved against their will. Not against their will, but like it wouldn't trigger opportunity attacks because they're being pulled. It'd be like the same if I were to pull someone through a battlefield, they wouldn't get opportunity attacks. Very well. That's a very cool power. Okay. Uh, I got it after Akala fell in the pit. <laughs> yeah, when oh, the beforehand. Oh. You, do kind of, you have kind of I'm a theme, I'm sorry I, guess, I didn't have the spells for every particular situation. <laughs> you didn't have the open my can of beer spell? Good God. <laughs> the only force power Rama's interested is the open beer open beer force power. Free cheese, freeze cheeseburger voucher force power. Okay, uh, so did you, did you stay on the wall or did you go down into the pit and are trying to use this? No, I'm at the t I'm at the top of the wall. I'm oh. just gonna pull him straight up. Okay, okay, so that makes more sense in, in my head. Yes, okay, so 
you yeah so you like run around the side of this wall like to get like directly above Tardal and you have that conversation where you yell down um he says hell yeah brother uh you reach out your hand and yank him like a yo-yo um and like you like in the process of doing this power uh see time slow for you and your perception as noises distort and warble um and the like blaster fire and like dead nations slow down and reverberate in your ears as time kind of slows in your perception and you see him being yanked very quickly up to you um, and you are able to place him on the edge of the arena wall um, from the perspective of Rama and Digo you just teleported him and yanked him up in an instant um, well that goes faster than I can shoot Do I? <laughs> now what <laughs> I was like wait a minute do I I, I didn't. I was not expecting that. <laughs> Do we still? Uh, Tardal was not fight? expecting it either. Um, he says, "Whoa, that's not what I expected when you asked that question, feller." Oh, who are you? And uh, uh, my name's Ellen. As much as I know, you'd probably like to send these beasts back to hell. Uh, I think there's a bigger catch on our horizon. Yes, Zerka Arms, brother, we're taking her down one brick at a time. But mostly with high-grade plastic explosives, if you know what I mean. Yeah, you're not very subtle. Hell yeah, subtleties for the weak. Subtleties for those that have the privilege of being quiet. We don't Pax. have that. Alright, alright. Can um, I fire a blaster in the air? Facts. Oh my god. Yeah, he uh, holds up his axe as you fire into the air and, and gives a Wookiee <laughs> shout. <laughs> If, okay, we need we need to find Mix and where where if Mix is with the people with the guards, I think that's where we need to head. I don't know who this Mix feller is, but I got people I gotta protect. I got a rebellion to organize, but I know that they're hiding some dark shit underneath this here arena, underneath the city. I'm trying to lead my force there. Wait a minute. You said they're hiding some dark shit underneath the arena. What, what's, uh, is that like a base of operations, or what is this kind of thing? Um, he gestures with his axe down um, towards the lilac beast in the sand and says, Well, they got more of those fucking things for one thing, but that ain't the worst of it. They're doing human experience experiments, brother. I'm talking real dark sci-fi shit down there. I only saw glimpses when I was held in my cell. That sounds like some fucked up shit we should totally get rid of. How do we get down there? Uh, I'm gonna have to confer with some of my associates, but we were able to snag some blueprints of the underground of the city. I don't think the bulk of their operations is directly under the arena per se, but more so under the city and under us in a more general sense. But to answer your question, which I know is what you want, we have a lead that tells us that we can get in through the sewers. Alright, well, let's get going. Uh, where's Monkey? Again, um, you see, M Zero is like swinging from um, broken wire from broken wire and like monkey barring through some uh, infrastructure, like some rebar beams and stuff like that, and comes and uh, lands next to you guys um, and beats his chest um, to like announce himself. Um, <laughs> um, in response, what's to that monkey? Mixes trapped down in an elevator shaft. <laughs> 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 oh my god. Oh, god, dude. 
first character death of the season. I just can't <laughs> believe. Do it, pussy. Uh, <laughs> you want to fuck everything God, up? Just dude. kill Al. It'll fuck everything up. Yeah, without the. Kill me. Do I'm you actually say that, or is, is that just fluff? Oh yeah, L did not say that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I like living and. Uh, Mick Jacked Jedi sounds like a good t- one-way ticket to not dying. So let's 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 keep the death rolls to a minimum. Um, I don't want to retire in hell. So let's. Yeah, that's fair. Um, M Zero announces himself, beats on his chest, um, and pulls up a holographic map of the arena, which shows a ping, a yellow dot in the hologram, traveling down deep below. Uh, the surface of the arena. That's to an exactly what I was gonna ask for. Did, did I say that out loud? No, that's what I. That's what Match gave to Monkey. That's what I oh. sent Match over to do. Okay, that's right. Sorry. It's like, damn, this was really well done. Um, all right. Looks like we got that. Hey, uh, you say you got some blueprints. Those uh, actual blueprints. We're talking some holographic configurations. Um. He uh, he taps his head and says, "I got the blueprints up here, brother." So we can't stitch together the hologram map that our droid has. I didn't say that, brother. I just said I got the blueprints in my mind. I'm a planner and an actor, but most importantly, I'm a man on a mission. A Wookiee so, on a mission. <laughs> so you can or can't combine or whatever. <laughs> he looks at the ho- he looks at the hologram um, and says, mm, "It's probably not smart for us to take the same elevator down. There's going to be security, but I think I know an access point that'll get us pretty close. You're going to tag along with old Tardal. You got your own thing. I-, I think right now our things are the same thing. Love to hear that there. thing. Um, <laughs> Sounds like we got a place to go." So on the way as we're, we're tracking this uh, monkey's tracker and they're finding, following uh, Tardal's <clears throat> uh, way in that wouldn't uh, get us incinerated, can I whisper to L really quick, say, <clears throat> Hey, L. Uh, yeah? Answer honestly, but don't answer honestly if it hurt my feelings. Is that what you guys thought I was like when you first met me? All right, all right, okay. Anyway. <laughs> oh, there reload the plaster. Give uh, Rama just like a little pat on the back and kind of walk a little further, a little head. God. It's come a long way since then. <laughs> Hilarious. Um, okay, uh, let's let's finish up a scene with uh, Tartle real quick. So... Uh, Tartle uh, leads you over to another group of Wookiees who are fighting, and he communicates them in, in Shiree Wook, and you guys start moving um, out of the arena. Um, Tartle leads you uh, under some covering fire and some uh, careful coordination by the Wookiees to a sewer grate that drops down into the sewers. Uh, the other Wookiees cover your entrance as he lifts up a manhole cover and flings it out into the city at some uh, corporate cars that have set up shop and are giving fire towards where you guys are fleeing, uh, crunching it and destroying the car. 
and he gestures for y'all to go down and says, Y'all first, I'm coming in after. You got it. I'm gonna just jump down. Um, as you guys enter the sewers, you are filled with the stench of sewage and detritus and filth. Um, <coughs> oh, good lord, what, what do you guys eat? I'm gonna, can I, do I have a filter? <laughs> that filters, out, filters out. An air filter? Yeah. yeah. Okay, uh, got, sweet. How do you think I feel? You don't even have a good sense of smell for humanoids. Um, <laughs> True. <laughs> so he's going to lead you for a bit through some sewer tunnels, um, and he walks with a sense of purpose like he knows where he's going, um, which seems to indicate that what he said about his mental map might actually be more uh, accurate than just bravado. Um, he leads you through an, uh, an increasingly complex set of sewer tunnels. Um, along the way, he explains some details about himself. Um, he says, Now, uh, I know we're meeting by coincidence, but considering we got the same goals, I figure it makes sense to tell you a bit about the plan we got going on here. You see, I was the commander of the Thorn Hands, and we've been planning a little hostile takeover of Circa Arms for a few months now. <laughs> hostile takeover. They're target, we're targeting the highest levels of leadership in Circa Arms. We want to take control of the city. But I was captured. And they were making me fight in the arena. But from down below I saw a bunch of creepy crawlies. Insects. Those weird beasts and a bunch of other creepy stuff. My father told me to take the corp down from the inside. So that's what we're trying to do now. <clears throat> Uh, really quick, so it might be useful for me. I just in case we get into some sticky business here. Um, I want to see how powerful of an ally he is to see if I, if we can, if I can hide behind him or if I can cover for him or etc. So while I'm interacting with him, uh, I'd like to use my uh, tactical specialist thing, um, which is called Know Your Enemy and. Uh, after one minute of interacting with him, observing him outside of combat, so this time while we're walking, um, the GM tells me if the creature is my equal, superior, inferior, in regard of two of the following characteristics of your choice. Um, so, just wondering, uh, could you tell me, so I'm a level 7 fighter, can you tell me if he is higher than me in total class levers? L level? Lever. You got me talking like him now. Uh, total class levels, um, or equal or below, and then also what his, uh, if his armor class is higher or lower than, than mine. What's your armor class? 17. Both are the same. Okay, got it. Sweet. I was kind of hoping you'd be like way higher, but that's all right. We'll, we'll watch out for each other. Thank you. The class Continue. one is harder to answer because this is his stat block isn't like a pre-made character, if that makes sense. But it yeah. is like an actual published stat block. So I take the level thing with a grain of salt. Um, I guess but it's more he, appropriate to say it has an equal. This person has, in theory, an equal challenge rating to your level. Got it. Sweet. Thank you. Which, again, does not mean dick all for any published D&D content. So, like, challenge ratings are imaginary anyway. Um, that's, that's pretty true. That's pretty true. 
So, does that mean he's only as powerful as me, or I am as powerful as he is? Is the question. You know. Uncertain. <laughs> just cool, because he's like, you know, a superstar professional wrestler, so feels cool to be on the same level. All right, continue. Yeah, so he, uh, he continues the conversation and says, Now that the fighting started, it's going to be an all-out civil war until the city's crushed and taken control of. Then he pauses for a second in his tracks and says, Matter of fact, why are you guys here? Well, it would seem that Circa Arms is working with the Hive. That ring a bell to you? The Hive. I don't think they're calling themselves that, but I know what you're talking about. The spooky fucks, the ones with the yellow and black armor. Does that ring a bell? Yeah, we got we got beef with them. Were they? Uh, <clears throat> they got something we need. They well, they got something dangerous they shouldn't have. <clears throat> Both are correct. Uh, what do you say they're calling themselves now? Well, they haven't been named uh, outright. They've been mostly hiding underground. But I saw a few of them come in and out of the arena, escorting a woman in a long dress. Mm. Also, I heard some some people over talking about their ship being parked underneath the city's hangar. Oh. Yeah, me too. So what's your beef with the hive? What are you trying to accomplish? How much time do you have? I got until we get to the end of these sewers. That's not that long. Elle should probably take this answer. Um, well, they helped stage a dual front invasion of uh, Coruscant. So, uh, they stole something. We need to take it back. Right on. I think they're mostly uh, held up in their own ship still. But you said they launched an invasion on Coruscant, meaning that they have a large military force underneath the city? Yeah, probably. They had a bunch of people on the ground, and then they also struck it from the air. Fuck. A war on two fronts. Yeah. Um, they're what we would call a highly dangerous pain in the ass. Uh, in the military, we call that a... Oh, shoot. Those letters don't actually spell anything. Uh, I was thinking that while you were saying it, and it sounded like... <laughs> it's a, uh, we call that a, a highly dangerous pain in the ass. Or highly dangerous pain in the ass for short. Tartle mostly ignores that and <laughs> continues walking through the sewers. Um, you guys are getting towards a junction point um, where there is a uh, grate, a metal, like, sorry, not a grate, but a gate, a metal gate that leads to a more high-tech security door beyond it. Um, Tartle walks up to it and just rips it off its hinges and drops. Yeah, sure. What? It's not like a very strong gate, y'all. I mean, what do you want? Oh, okay, he opens it gently. I'm sorry. No, I, I, no, I, I agree with that. I was like, yeah, sure. Yeah, he rips off the door. He's a Wookiee. Just... They rip off people's arms. <laughs> yeah. It's like, uh, damn. He says, all right, here's the, uh, here's the entrance into their underground facilities. The hangar should be somewhere just beyond here. Are we ready to go in? I'm going to make sure my blasters are all loaded and say, after you. Great. He uh, turns to open the door, and then he gets a hollow call. You guys see another Wookiee uh, dressed in the Thorn Hands getup um, with the green armor appear on his uh, wrist uh, from a uh, projection device and has a conversation with Tardal. Um, the Wookiee says, Sir, 
situation up here is becoming critical. We also have word that the CEO is fleeing the city. He's not underground like we thought. He's fleeing, sir. And Tardal says, Fuck! We can't let him get away. Where? Which direction is he heading? West, sir. West towards, uh... West towards the falls. I see. Fuck. All right. New plan. I need you three to take care of the hive. Sorry, you four. I didn't see you there. Oh, that's okay. Sorry. That's fine. Uh... How long, how long have you been here? I, I really didn't see it. It's okay. Don't worry about no, it. No, he's been here the whole time. He was, like, with us in the tunnels. Great. Better odds. More numbers. I'm needed up above ground. Apparently the battle's getting out of hand and my quarry is getting away. You have business with the hive, yeah? Well, I need you to take care of that biz for me, too. Yeah, all right. Uh, try not to die because we told your dad we'd bring you back in one piece. Oh. My, my dad told you that? Yeah, he... Yeah, he's worried about you. Oh, you got him all bent all out of shape. Oh damn. Fuck. <laughs> Good luck, brothers. Uh, and he uh, starts running back the direction through the sewers that he came, leaving you guys at the uh, door into the facility underneath Midgar. God, he's so cool. <laughs> you just said that for my benefit, and I appreciate it. So uh, <laughs> I was talking to L, but sure you do. <laughs> he looks at God and says, "He's that's a cool NPC." <laughs> uh, yeah, L just kind of was like, wow. Wow. Just internally, though, but I can't <laughs> communicate a blank face uh, in an audio medium. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, let's get going. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're going to cut to Mix's perspective. So, you are hooded, uh, you've got a bloody nose, um, and you are being uh, lowered through the elevator for a long while. Several minutes pass, and the sounds of fighting and the explosion start to fade from your hearing. Um, your connection with Match is still active. What did you have Match do? Um, I was mostly just sending match, um, to them so they could have my location. Um, but past that, I didn't really have any, um, idea. I, I was going to have, if they were to go down in battle, I was going to have them do some of my attacks for me through, cause I can do that, I think. Um, but since they're not fighting anyone, I guess they're just still floating with, with the rest of them. Got you. So, uh, now that you are, uh, like descending a decent amount down through the earth and the party is like making their way through the sewers. Your connection to match is not completely severed, but you're like, you can still feel their presence and give them like vague commands, but you can't like see through their perception anymore. Um, Meaning that you haven't been hearing their conversations and stuff. Um, You hear the elevator doors open. I want to say like your lightsaber is confiscated you're not helpless in the situation. Is there anything you want yeah. to do to try to free yourself? Yeah. Now is there, that you're are there hands still on me? Yes. Okay. And we decided that there were two. Mm-hmm. Um, before the doors open, can I uh, use one of my um, tech powers? Um, sure. Which one would you like to will use? I get, will I get a full like round if I try to attack them right now? Like a full like a action, bonus action, reaction, all that stuff, or no? 
So I let me look something up real quick. T- tell me what you want to do, and then let me see what makes sense. So um, I want to cast my electrical burst uh, power, and then if I can, also activate my guardian Akinos form, which would uh, also let me attack them with my lightsaber. <laughs> I think in the same round. I don't know if I would be able to do it this round, but like the next round, maybe. I don't. Uh, Amelia, do you have any insight on that? If I would be able to do that in the same turn. What what is like the? It says as a part of the bonus action to adopt this form. If you cast a tech power a first level or higher as your action, but no higher than half your max power level, you can make one melee weapon attack. Yeah, okay. So you get an... That melee weapon attack is, like, your on your bonus action. And so whatever okay. tech power you cast as an action, you're able to cast. Now, do, I don't know because... Does Star Wars 5e have the same rule about, like, level zero powers and... Yeah, like I, I will cantrips? have to change my the, the power that I'm using to a level one, because um, electrical burst is a is an at will power and it says level one or higher. So I will change that. But um, yeah, yeah. Okay, so what I'll do here, since like you're not in initiative and the combat order hasn't like officially started, I'm going to give you a little bit of rope and say if you succeed on like resisting the grapple then you will get to have like an action and a bonus action in this elevator. If you don't succeed, then you're just going to stay grappled. And like, I don't know that combat would necessarily start if you aren't aren't able to do this. So um, let's start. So it's, it's opposed strength checks. Okay. Um, What is the dexterity version of athletics? actually acrobatics acrobatics so i would actually like i'm going to give you the option to make either an athletics or an acrobatics check to weasel out of this instead Um, of just a strength check it will be i will choose athletics because i'm better at that it's a 19 five okay so you are able to uh like wrench your arms away from one and hit the other in the nose with your elbows giving you a moment of space and then you would like to cast I'm this. Gonna, what, um, I'm going to not electrical burst, but homing rockets, which is magic missile. Um, oh, sick. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I'm going to hit one of them with one and one of them with two. Um, ah, it's a nat 20 to hit. 26 total. See, I told you Mix has got this. Mix has fucking got this. Okay, so nat 20 to hit, and will that hit, so that'll hit just the first one, so I no, imagine it's one you want to hit. both of them. Oh, oh, right, because you just, ah, okay. Mm-hmm. So that means you crit on both of them. Yeah. Um, wonderful. So, yeah, go ahead and roll your damage on both. Um, and I'm going to double the dice for the roll. As you should. <laughs> that's a four. And another four, so that's nine damage per rocket. Nine damage per rocket. So one is hit with, with two of them. Yeah, one of them gets 18, one of them gets nine. <laughs> okay. Um, this is happening as the elevator opens, correct? Um, If I can do it before the elevator opens, I would prefer that. <laughs> sure. <laughs> if you, if you don't um, want to give that to me, I will let you have it, but... Up no, to no, no, no. Okay, so the... You're grappled. You're descending. You're like you have a good sense of timing as you're approaching the bottom of the elevator. 
you make some space, are able to wrench yourself away, and then activate your uh, micro-missiles and shoot these rockets that hit these soldiers in their armor and explode around you, um, detonating them and stunning them for a moment. And then, ding, the elevator doors open, um, letting out all of the smoke and dust from those like small micro-explosions in the elevator. And you're given an opportunity of clearance um, and an open hallway that is dimly lit with uh, like flickering fluorescent bulbs. Um, you see that like the floors are like clean linoleum, um, and you hear uh, downwards in the distance of this hallway um, like the more chattering of like footsteps and people. But you have a moment of space to uh, move and get some distance from these soldiers if okay. you so choose to, guessing, or you can stand and fight. I'm guessing I can take the bag off my head if I'm able to see all that. Yeah, you're still cuffed, so I guess, uh, yeah. Um, that's enough for me. I'm just gonna, yeah, go, um, like, move into the hallway. Okay, so uh, I take it you're not trying to, like, leave the battle since you want your lightsaber back. Um, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I, um, I grab it if I can. Um, who has it? Um, go ahead and make me a sleight of hand check. It's going to be pretty difficult to make. This is just to see if you were able to grab it on the way out of the elevator or not. Six. So no. No, you weren't able to snag it. Okay, so. I'm not, I'm not going to leave without it. So, um, never mind on, on going out. Um, but. Okay. Okay. Well, then we're going to just have a, a little quick initiative here. Um, so one of the soldiers, uh, like like is able to like write himself um and he like pulls himself out of the elevator and draws uh his rifle and aims at you and is going to take a few shots at you <laughs> one of them's a 16 one of them's a crit well that's uh, not good <laughs> that's not great so for the first attack that's going to be eight damage and for the second attack, that's going to be 14 damage. Oh my god, okay. So that's 22 total? Mm-hmm. Yikes! <laughs> um, the other uh, soldier is going to also pull himself out of the uh, slightly smoking elevator uh, and is going to breathlessly say, this one's a live one. And then he gets on comms and you hear him say, we've got an intruder in the basement. All hands on deck. And then you hear an alarm start blaring, um, the classic Star Wars siren blare in this underground base, um, and you hear people start to mobilize, um, and then he's going to take a shot at you as well. That's a three, so he's going to miss, uh, and it's your turn again. Um, great. Mixes fighting alone. Yeah, lol. Um, this is why I wanted to do this before the elevators opened. Um... This is really just not fun when I don't have my lightsaber so I can do a bunch of damage shit. Um, I'm going to do... I'm going to do electrical burst this time, um, which it does a little bit more damage. Um, cool. So, yeah. I think it just happens. Oh, uh, dex saving throw. Okay. Can we have... Can I have them get disadvantaged since they're in such a small space? They both failed anyway. Oh, so okay, great. Perfect. I, they rolled very low. Okay, awesome. Um, well, actually, what, what was the DC that you said? Uh, 14. Yeah, okay, they missed it. Um, yeah, so describe what happens. Um, I think that 
you know, just mix. Ha- I imagine like mix with all these tech casting powers, just have a bunch of like, like shit on their vest and on their belt, just wired to go off with the right like button presses and shit. Um, so I think probably they like reach on their belt, even still with their hands tied, and are able to like press one of the buttons on their belt and fucking just electricity shoots out either side of them to to these guys, um, and they take four damage each. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. You overcharge uh, your own equipment, uh, essentially like flashing them and hitting them with these electrical sparks. They each take four damage. Um, Okay. Um, So one of them is going to uh, approach you and try to make a uh, attack with the butt of his gun to try to like knock you out and incapacitate you. Come here, you little rat. That's offensive. Nine. Does not hit you. No. Um, Tries to hit you with the butt of his gun, and you deftly duck under his strike, uh, sending him uh, following through on his his attack way too hard and tumbling down the hallway. Um, The other one is going to run up up to you and try to grapple you again. Um, So I need an opposed strength check. 18. All right, he rolled a two, so you're able to... uh, like, they kick him away from you, and it's your turn again. Um, mm-hmm. Which one of them has my lightsaber, do I know? The one, the one that you a- just kicked away from you. Okay. Um, Which one have I done more damage to? Mm, the one that tried to attack you with the butt of his gun. Okay, so not the one with my lightsaber. Um, I'm going to use... Ugh, this is tough with... My hands being tied. Um, I'm going to use force blind and deafen. Um, okay. To blind the one that has my lightsaber. Blind and deafen the one that has my lightsaber. Um, so they have to make a constitution saving throw. Does a 16 save? Shit. Yes, it does. Uh, okay. Then it doesn't blind or deafen him. <sighs> but you still have your movement and your object interaction. Um. Can I... Can I use my movement and my object interaction to try to get it off him? Sure. Yeah, but you need to roll me a uh, another slide of hand. Slide it, slide of hand check. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it's a four. Oh, oh, girl. I know. I'm trying. <laughs> I'm trying here. You okay, want me to do uh, something? This is me doing something. <laughs> um. We're going to cut away to L and Rama. Um, Tardal has just run back through the sewers, um, leaving you guys alone with Digo um, and the robots. You approach the door and you hear loud sirens blaring on the other side of the door. Um, and uh, you get a lot of radio chatter in the background of things going wrong. Hello, everyone. I hope you're having a good Wednesday. We have just released season four, episode 33. And um, I wanted to say thank you for waiting so very patiently for this episode. And I wanted to come on here to say that we have officially wrapped season four. Um, Kind of crazy. Um, And what that means is the very next episode is going to be the last episode of Guildfellows ever. Um, kind of crazy, insane, insane. Um, it'll be the last like regular like story episode. We're going to have a season four wrap episode, as we always do. And then we're going to have a podcast 
post-mortem, wrap-up, whatever, whatever, whatever. So as you're hearing this, if you're in our Discord channel, uh, our question channel will be open for both season four questions and podcast overall questions. I think we're probably going to like go season by season and just kind of reflect and see how far we've come and all this stuff. Um, But take this as the opportunity to kind of, you know, talk to all of us as a unit for the last time, possibly. So, um, yeah, that's that's what we're going to do, which also means this is going to be my last announcement, update, whatever thing ever, probably. So, um, yeah. I don't know. That's really all I kind of have to say. I'm a little behind on our social media pages, so I apologize for that. But um, we'll we'll get there. We'll catch up. And um, yeah, next week's going to be the very last story episode, season four finale. And then um, I'm not 100% sure when the wrap-up episodes are going to happen. They may not happen for a while. Simply because a lot of us are busy um, and we're just kind of working around our schedule. Um, So they might not happen for a few weeks. We're going to try to squeeze them in eventually. Um, We're going to try to squeeze them in quick. But if they don't happen for a minute, then they won't happen for a minute. But they'll definitely at least come out this summer. I will make sure that happens. (laughs) Um, They'll come out as soon as I can wrangle everyone together. So, um, yeah. That's that's it, I think. That's all I really want to say. I don't really need to go into the regular spiel that I do because, I don't know, it's it's almost over. Um, yeah, thank you to Arcane Anthems for the, the theme song, as always. Um, and thank you to everyone who has listened uh, thus far. And I'll, we'll get into it more once those wrap-ups come out. Um, but... Yeah, that's that's what I've got. Thank you for listening. Um, that's all I've got for you guys today. We love you all so much. Keep your heads up. Stay safe. We love you. I'll see you later. Bye-bye. What would you guys like to do? Yeah, that's mixed. Uh, I can go through the doorway. Um, okay. Uh, you go through the doorway, um, and you come into a room that you were not expecting. Um, instead of being greeted with a bunch of military gear and equipment, you are in what can only be described as a hatching room. This is a, this is a room that is densely packed with large webs and strange white, uh, like basketball sized eggs all across this like empty rectangular room there is a passage to the other side of the room that requires you to walk past some of these eggs and through some of these webs you don't notice anything moving in this room but these eggs do all seem alive all right um this is a immensely disturbing Monkey, uh, can any life signals? These things are—they're all alive, right? Um, yeah. M zero and Match do quick scans for you all and show um, some biomonitor readings of like various heartbeats, like all around the room. 
um, clocking uh, several dozen uh, like living creatures all around the room. I think I am going to move very carefully okay. through this room. Just very in case uh, things start going wrong. Match, I can't remember asking. Do you have any weapon capabilities? Um, and then you see, like, uh, remind me, Han, what what all do you have strapped onto this droid? Stun ray. That's it. Yes, a stun ray. Um, so you see a, uh, a little, like, probe ray um, with, like, electrical uh, static coming off of it, um, like, deployed from the base of the droid. All right. That's pretty cool. I, uh... Monkey, remind me to, to compliment uh, to compliment Mix later on that. That's that's severely cool. Um. Okay. So are you guys going to try to like stealth your way across this like hatchery room? Yep. I was gonna use them tiptoe, but yeah, stealth probably makes more sense because there's a roll for that. Okay. Uh, I want you to roll both of these stealth checks. Um, and just for funsies, Rama, go ahead and roll me one for Digo, and you can add three to it. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, wow, Digo did better than I did. Um, Digo rolled a dirty 20. Rama rolled a uh, 14. And Al, what did you roll? Oh, it was a 3. <laughs> so, this room. Like I said, it's it's completely devoid of any furniture. That being said, it is not easy terrain. There are white sticky webs all over the floor, coating the walls and hanging down from the ceiling. Within these webs are clusters of eggs that are white and delicate and are registering heartbeats from your droids. You guys creep along through. Digo takes the lead. He says, okay, time for a little thievery, time for a little skill, and he kind of cracks his neck and he tiptoes very deftly, hopping from dry patch to dry patch, avoiding touching any of these eggs as he makes it to the other side of the room and he crouches down signaling for you guys to go uh all right i'm gonna follow <laughs> rama you start to follow and as you get part way through l starts to follow you as well but l mm-hmm. sometimes sometimes shit happens yeah and the combination of the sewer and the unclean air in this dusty web-filled room is making your nose itch. Oh, no. And as you're preparing to leap from a patch of uncovered, webless floor, you sneeze, and you lose your balance, and your foot comes crashing down on one of the white eggs, and a meaty squish. And then you start to hear And you hear and start to see movement around the room. And some of the eggs start to shake and then crack. And then out from them come these big, bulbous, white orb spiders. Oh! To roll initiative. Damn it, man, I hate spiders! I mean, Rama probably doesn't like them, but Brennan's deathly afraid of spiders. They. They they're nocturnal and they suck your blood and they're they're like I don't know. what spiders don't suck your blood. Yeah, I guess Those it's vampires. Tips. Either way, they they still scare the shit out of me. I was pretty much born with arachnophobia. I don't know why. Yeah, I do. It's like I like spiders. They're friends. I'm not in my house though. They kill all the other things that you don't want. They can do it. As outside. Long, look, as long as a spider isn't near like where I'm eating or like my bed. 
it can it can live it can do whatever it's doing no heart <laughs> um okay so, oh god so, sorry i just I, I really this is when your handy mandalorian flamethrower comes in handy do i do i have one of those rob no you don't. <laughs> I do have a I do have a, a superheated steel sword. Um, yes, my you do. thought is plan B, but we'll get to that later because I rolled like a solid ten. Um, okay, so this is what you're looking at here. So uh, oh uh, yes, let me take let me take down initiative. So Rami, you got what? That's a ten. Okay. Al got what? Seventeen. Indigo got 19. Fast boy. Great. Digo's going to be the first to act. Uh, he points behind you guys and down from under the uh, over the doorway behind you um, that you were not able to see as you first opened the door and entered the room is a large dumpster-sized orb-white spider. And from the eggs that around you arise three baby orb spiders. Um, they uh, start to close in all around you. L, since you are in the back of the party, you are closest to the big boy. Um, the mm-hmm. other, uh, Rama and Digo, are close to the babies. So Digo is going to uh, take out his trident and try to spear one of the children and says, Look out behind you, Oh God, there's a big one. Um, and he's going to stab down, and he crit fails, so he's not going to hit shit. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Uh, and then it is going to be... <laughs> God damn it, Digo. <laughs> and then it's going to be Elle's turn. Okay, so first as a bonus action, I am going to Way of the Crate Dragon, which I don't know if I've done in quite some time, if at all. Um, yeah, and then I'm going to swing at, I don't know, the closest little baby spider to me. All right, your double lightsaber... <laughs> Wishes, wishes on, and you turn uh, back into your right, turning your back on the large spider. Well, actually, your back was to the large spider, so no, you're just attacking something right in front of you. My mistake. Um, and you are going to strike at one of these babies. Um, roll to hit. Uh, that is a 16. 16 will hit. Okay, and because of Way of the Crate Dragon, when in a stance, the first time I hit with a melee weapon attack using strength each turn, I can choose to deal additional damage equal to my strength modifier. If there's another creature within five feet of the original target within your reach, you can attempt to deal the additional damage to that creature instead. If the original roll would hit the second creature, it takes damage equal to your strength modifier. It's the same type dealt as the original attack. So the one that I hit will take eight points of energy damage, and the one next to it will take five points of energy damage. Great. Uh, yeah, so these these babies are... Um, just a little bit smaller than the size of the egg, so like a little bit smaller than a basketball. And uh, yes, so you are able to attack two of them that are crawling towards Rama um, that were poised to attack, and you are able to slice some of the legs off of one of them and graze the other, Um, but they still are are crawling agitated around, uh, kind of now haphazardly. These these newborn creatures don't understand anything else besides aggression at the moment and are kind of just going towards the nearest source of warmth and blood to try to attack, but they are still alive, um, which is going... For my second attack, I'm going to hit the first one again. Okay, yes. Uh, Roll the hit again. Uh, That is a 21. 21 hits. Um, 
10 energy damage. Great. So with three uh, consecutive slashes, you are able to uh, wound one, wound another, and then finish off the first and a <laughs> of spinning blades. And uh, one of the baby spiders is dead, and one of them is still injured, and one of them is whole and healthy. Um, that is going to lead us to the mommy orb spider, dumpster-sized dumpster uh, creature. Um, at least that's just kind of the best equivalent in my I'm gonna, head. I'm going to also get eyes on it, as Digo points it out. Yes. Um, and it is going to come for you, El, since you are closest in the line of sight. You just attacked its children. Sure. Okay, so it's going to take a series of attacks against you. Um, it is going to uh, make several uh, slam attacks uh, with its large uh, protruding um, arachnid arms. It's going to try to like strike at you twice with its feet. First one's going to be a hit. <laughs> um, does 18 hit? Yeah. Okay, so you're going to take some damage. You're going to take 21 damage from those two attacks. You're going to get slammed hard by the chitinous shell of this enormous spider as you are jostled around. Um, I'm going to need you to make me a dexterity saving throw as well. Uh, 14. 14. You are able to narrowly avoid smashing another egg as you are jostled around by the spider hitting you twice. Um, and no other new spiders come out to play. Um, cool. Now it is going to be uh, the remaining... Oh, no, it's going to be uh, Rama's turn. Uh, all right. <clears throat> so uh, is Elle still grappled by the spider? Elle's not grappled by the spider. She was just hit by it twice. Excellent. They okay. Twice. In that case, quick question. So uh, the grenade that I have, uh, it's either on impact or initiative count 20. Um, I am on initial initiative count 10, but I'm guessing it's the 20 after the next 20, because if it's each round is six seconds, one full round. Yeah, it's, sense the, it's the top of the next round, basically. So if I go last, then that isn't that just instant? Uh, yeah, you could delay your action to throw the grenade so it detonates instantly. Uh, okay, so there's no way... So if I throw it and I'm last, then it essentially immediately still explodes. It's on impact, right? Or at initiative count 20? impact or initiative count 20. If you, I go last, then the round begins at 20 again. Yeah. And there's no real difference. So there's no... Well, unless someone rolled above 20 initiative. Which right. no one did. Okay. Damn it. <laughs> well. <laughs> so the answer to your question is like, if you peg something with it, it'll explode. Um, I think impact might also like I get that I guess could also be ruled as like if you like throw it against a wall it would probably explode too that's also on impact based on how so, it's written so it, so it says you know grenades can be can detonate on impact or with a timer that causes them to explode on initiative count 20. Yeah, so, so it's only if you wanted it to be remotely timed that what, you would have to make this happen. I do want it to be remotely timed is, okay. is where you're picking up because I don't want to it's a 30 foot radius. Which sounds like, I mean, how big's this room? Um, it's like sixty feet across from like door to door. Um, so I don't. I'm trying to avoid friendly fire here. And if I throw it and L's in the way and the go and I set it on a timer, then and it's initiative twenty, then it would just it would L wouldn't have time to get out of the way, right? Unless. Unless you threw it 
on the other side of the spider like back like kind of towards into the hallway where you just were oh it's a okay I, I, it's most just a question on the timer type thing because I'm like if it just feels weird that the timer doesn't actually delay it uh, um, I mean, what I'll say is, like, if you'd like to, to delay it to a certain initiative order, I'm I'm honestly kind of fine with that, too, since you're at the bottom of the initiative order. So if you want to just, like, like, what, where would you, like, when would you like, ideally, for this grenade to go off? Uh, basically just one turn, so at the start of my next turn, like six seconds later. But if, that's, if that doesn't work, that's fine, too. It's just, <laughs> like, if I were going first, I think, then, yeah. I'd I think for some then... simplicity, you should just wait around if you want to, like, give your party some time to maneuver. Because if it's going to detonate, like, if you're going to delay it a whole extra round, you might as well just, like, throw it and hit the spider in the face. You know what I mean? <laughs> okay. In that case, um, I'll just uh, say... Uh, Alright guys, I'm guessing spiders don't like fire. I got a grenade. If we can uh, retreat into the hallway, I can roll it in, shut the door, and uh, see if we can take as many amounts as possible at once. But, uh, get a clear blast radius first. That's a good plan. We should, uh, we should evacuate. Um, and uh, good. By the and way, uh, there's one... <laughs> by the way, uh, that spider's running toward you, and I want to use my commander's strike to tell him to shoot one. Oh, sure. Uh, yeah, uh, he uh, notices one of the spiders coming towards him, and is it just his normal weapon attack? Uh, yes. Roll to hit as well? Um, yep. Okay, cool. It's uh, exchange for my bonus section. He rolled a three, and he misses again. Are you Are you kidding me? Um, yeah, he misses. The spider is like able to like uh, dodge his trident strike, um, and he's like, nah, slippery buggers! Wait a minute, oh, wait a minute, hold up, hold up. That's a three on the die, or three to hit, or... Three on the die, yeah. Because I can still... Commander Strike does let me roll a d6 and add it. That's a four. So, what's he have to hit? Oh, uh, he has plus three to hit, so that actually does meet that. Um, if you're at it, if, <laughs> if you roll a four. Part. <laughs> yeah, okay. So, uh, four so... plus that, plus the three. Okay, uh, yeah, then he actually is able to hit, um... Hell yeah. Um, that's going to be... Uh, oh, he rolled, he rolled high. Uh, that's going to be nine damage uh, to the one that's un, so far undamaged. Um, great. So, Robert, that was your turn. Now it's the uh, baby's turn. That's, that's, that's just the bonus action. Ugh. I haven't taken my action yet. Okay, what would you like to do? Uh, shoot three times. <laughs> So, okay. which uses my action and my reaction. So I'm really draining the action economy here, but um, gonna do the old double blaster. All right, uh, wonderful. All right, guns akimbo, don't fail me. Sixteen and a nine plus modifiers. Uh, uh, that is a seventeen and a twenty-four. And, okay. Oh, third one, and a oh, that might not hit. A uh, fifteen. So, the first two hits, you can target any of the ba either the baby spiders or the big spiders and hit. The last one would only hit one of the baby spiders. Uh, I was picturing, just in the sake of honesty, all of the big ones, so that's two hits all in the, the miss. Big one. Okay, yeah, so uh, <laughs> we'll honor that then and say uh, two of those shots hit on the big spider. All right. That's a four plus five energy. That's nine. Um, that's a three. I can use my thing to re-roll one damage die. That's a three anyway. 
<laughs> Thanks, Dice Christ. That's eight. Eight plus nine is seventeen. That is seventeen energy damage. Perfect. Uh, yeah. So hopefully nobody makes a check because I don't have a <laughs> a reaction for a for a heads up. So nobody like cut or anything. Um, wonderful. Uh, you are, uh, yeah, so you shoot this thing twice, um, in its big spider body, um, leaving dark, uh, sizzling marks on its otherwise white carapace, um, and it rears back, um, in fright and in pain, um, and you feel, uh, more things in the room start to chitter and awaken as more eggs start to break open, and three more baby spiders enter the fight. Would you like to take any movements? Uh, I'd like to retreat toward the hallway. Um, probably, like, just get just in front of the doorway. Because I want to go out last. So, how far... If I'm in the middle of the room at 60 feet, is that just the full 30 feet? Uh, yeah, so with your with your 30 feet of movement, since I did say you were, like, halfway in the room, that will get you to the door where D goes at. Alright, I'm going to stand, like, just... To, to the right of the doorway so I'm not impeding it at all and that is every possible thing I can do okay and one of the, the babies miss on their uh, attacks of opportunity so you and Digo are posted up on the other side of the room there's more babies coming from the sides of the room towards uh, you guys in the door and L so L you're the uh, remaining person kind of in the, the middle of the room like in the thick of it um, before you guys are able to like extract from this room um, so now the babies are going to take some attacks um Okay. One of them is going to uh, attack at you, Rama. Does a 15 hit? No. Okay, 15 doesn't hit, and then one is going to attack L. L does a 15 hit. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, so both of them miss. Um, bring us back to the top of the order with Digo. Um, Digo is going to try once again to attack the baby spider right next to him. That one will hit. Thank God, Digo. Fuck. Um, okay, God. he's gonna he's gonna actually stab this one and kill it. So there's one, or it's a, sorry, one of the the original baby spiders uh, left, but there are three more hatching out from behind them. Um, and now it is going to be uh, El's turn. Cool. I will bonus action cast phase strike. I. Since I got slammed by the big one, I'm in melee with it, yeah? Yes. I'm going to use my two attacks against it. Um, I can give myself advantage on one weapon attack roll, which I will be doing as part of phase strike. Uh, that's a 19 to hit. That'll hit. And that will deal an extra D8 of force damage. So that is four force damage and 12 energy damage. Um, and then if there is a baby, is there a baby within like five feet of the mom? Uh, yeah, there is now. <laughs> uh, that one will take five points of damage, assuming a 19 hits. It does. How many, how much damage did you say? Uh, five to the baby. Five to the baby. Okay. So that yeah, does not kill mod. Um, um, so that's my first attack. Great. And then the second attack is... Oh, yeah, that's uh, 27 to hit. Yeah, that'll hit as well. Um, that is nine points of energy damage. Um, and because of phase strike, my walking speed increases by 30 feet until the end of my turn, and my movement doesn't provoke opportunity attack, so I will use my movement to get 60 feet all the way to the door. 
Um, excellent. Okay, so you um, attack the large gargantuan bulbous white spider uh, several times uh, with your lightsaber, each time slicing off a chunk of its carapace, um, one time uh, hitting off part of its leg, crippling it uh, briefly as it has to regain its balance on fewer legs than it is accustomed, um, and it shrieks and roars, and the baby spiders around it also seem to shriek in response to the mother being struck. Um, since you guys are observing this, um, I'm not going to make you roll for it, but uh, you notice that it seems like cognitively these beings are, are linked and that it seems like they all feel pain the same, like when the mother specifically is hit. Um, the spiders recoil from you guys briefly, um, and L, you make it to the opposite end of the door. So you guys, I'm going to say, are through the doorway. Um, you're not out of danger yet. You're still in initiative because you haven't done anything to remove this threat altogether, but you have made enough space where not, none of you are in range actively at this moment of being attacked. Um, that being said, all of the spiders in the room are going to take their movement to approach you. Um, all of them are going to take 30 feet of movement um, and dash. A couple baby spiders are going to make it to the other side of the door. Um, so we're going to go now to uh, Rama's turn. Um, there's two spiders on this side of the door, two babies, and then the mother spider and the rest of the spiders are still back inside of the door. What would you like to do, Rama? <sighs> hmm. Okay, so... I will catch a grenade for you. I know, I'm thinking I'm trying not to hurt anybody that I like. Um, how you're far... all like You're all, like, in a group now, like, on the other okay. side of the door. Well... I think it's about time. As a bonus action first, uh, can I uh, ignite my war sword? Fuck yeah, yeah. You okay. holster your, your pistols and bring out your war sword, and it's flaming and glowing hot with metal. Uh, well, um, I can't. Fire. I would just mean, like, turn on the holster to, to get it hot. I can't oh, one-hand yeah. war sword. Yeah, I'm you, not strong you, enough to do that. <laughs> yeah, you start the heating process for your sheath. Um, so, just in case one makes it through, I kind of want to melt it. Yeah, it would feel good. Uh, speaking of Milton, I'm going to pull out the grenade and set it to impact and be like, all right, guys, on the count of three, everybody jump back and cover your ears. And I'm going to flick open the, uh, flick out the safety, pull the pull the pin, and then toss it in the middle of the group of spiders, hopefully incinerating all of them. Um, the official ruling is ten, each creature with a 10 feet must make a DC 14 dexterity saving throw and a D10 kinetic damage on a failed save, and half as much on a on success. Um, okay, so I'm going to make some saving throws here. What'd you say the value was? Uh, DC 14 dexterity saving throw. It's a 4, 5, and a 12, and then a 9, so everyone fails. Alright, so that's two D10s. I don't know if they're it's explosive fire. It's kinetic damage. I don't know if they're weak to it, but that's just the damage type in case that's important. Um, that is a five. It's a three. I'm going to see if weapon expert lets me fifth and seal blasters. Disadvantage. Five weapons. Ah, I can't reroll that one. Darn it. Okay, so a five plus a three. That is eight uh, kinetic damage. Um, on that one. 
So what was the total damage then? It's eight kinetic. Okay. Of grenade damage. <laughs> okay. So, you throw the grenade in and it detonates, exploding in the middle of this spider's nest. Um, the babies are instantly vaporized by the grenade, um, and the mother is grievously wounded. Um, the explosion does ignite some of the webs, and some do catch fire. M0, with a quick uh, sleight of hand check that I just rolled right now, of which was a 17, is able to close the door behind you guys. Um, trapping the spiders in their nest of burning webs um, with no opposable thumbs. You guys are out of danger. Uh, oh, God damn it. There's only one thing in the world I hate more than sand. Nothing should have more than six legs. <laughs> okay, we're going to jump back to uh, Mix's fight real quick. Thank you for being patient, Han. Yeah, no um, did you, like, have a stern talking to your dice in that time? Yeah. <laughs> I threatened to replace it, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm a bad DM. On whose initiative do we end in this fight? Did you go last or did they go last? I went first. Can... Okay. We, did, we great, didn't great. really roll initiative because I, I was the first one to attack, remember? Right, yeah, and then it doesn't matter. Um, I was more asking, like, the last round we had, you oh, tried to take the lightsaber. Yeah, yeah, failed, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah you're right. Okay, so it's their turn again. Um, so to remind you, you're uh, in a hallway, alarms blaring, uh, backup hasn't come yet. Um, note that there seems to have been no real response, like affirmative response of people rushing to this point in the base um, mm -hmm. after the call for help, but the alarm is blaring. Right. Um, you, uh, the soldier that had whiffed on you and had progressed farther into the hallway, um, which is also the one that is more damaged, turns around, is going to take a few shots at you again, now that you're pinned between them. Can I, um, would this be possible? No, this wouldn't be possible. Never mind. <laughs> this would be asking a lot. Never mind. Well, float it, float it by me. I was going to say, can I, like, position myself to try to get them to shoot my handcuffs open? <laughs> Um, okay, well, so first does a 14 hit. It matches, yeah. Okay, it matches. Yeah. This is going to be a high DC. Okay. <laughs> just roll me dexterity, just straight up. Yeah. Five. <laughs> so that's a no. Going to be rolling some damage. Yep. Oh, boy. Um... Okay, um, he that's going to be seven damage. Cool. Uh, are you left-handed or right-handed? Mick seems like a lefty. Yeah, probably. Um, I would. That was my vote. Yeah. But, you know. The, you know, in my experience, this is not a good question for Rob to be asking. <laughs> it's only seven damage. But you did try to block it with your hands, more or less, trying to free your own cuffs. Yeah. Because I am so gracious. Uh-huh. Getting hit will unlock your cuffs. <gasps> okay. You are now missing your left ring finger. It has been shot off by that last charge shot. Don't forget the seven damage. Yeah, no, I did. Um, great, love to hear it. Um, 
horrible. And it just, I think it takes probably a second for you to even process as the cuffs break and you look down at your hand and you see a bloody stump where your finger used to be. Yeah, I think they probably, like, crouch down in pain, just, like, grimacing at it and, like, hold it in their other hand. Rob will see a PC and say, is anybody going to dismember them (laughs) and then not wait for an answer? Y'all should start wearing Beskar, honestly, 12 out of 10. We'd love to. Yeah, I started wearing Beskar on one of my hands. Oh, that's right. (laughs) I imagine imagine Mix is also wearing some sort of gloves. Fingerless gloves. Fingerless gloves. (laughs) Yo, we all all knew it. (laughs) Didn't have to say a word. That was going. Wait, but also, as an Arcanian, Mix only has four fingers on each hand, so they only have three on one now. Wow, Rob, kick them while kick them while they're down. Why don't you? (laughs) Rob's like, fuck you guys. Yeah, see if I care. Um, while you are crouching down in pain, grasping your hand, which is now uh, the bleeding, uh, like the initial bleeding from the actual finger uh, was quite substantial, like leaving some blood on the ground. Um, but because it is a, an energy weapon, it does cauterize like partially pretty quickly, mm-hmm. stemming some of the bleeding. Now that you are crouched down and vulnerable once again, the guard behind you is going to try to grapple you. So it's going to be opposed strength. Uh, yeah, hold on. Yep. That's a 21. You rolled a 21. Yeah. Now, see, that's pretty good. Did he roll higher? I'm going to be so mad if you rolled higher. No, he crit failed. Oh, thank um, God. So this man Fuck tries man. to come up and grapple you. Um, being the clear-headed Jedi that you are, and tell me if I'm wrong this, but just, like, makes it subconscious. Like, you've been pretty relaxed for most of this. Yeah. Does it feel a little bit more real now? Yeah. 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 I think I think Mix feels that because uh-huh. what happens is Mix, you turn around as this man comes to grab you and with your freely unrestrained hands, you judo flip him and in the process grab your lightsaber from his Let's belt. Let's fucking go. Let's go. And it's your turn. Amazing. I'm going to fuck these two up actually. Um <laughs> <laughs> I am going to use my uh, Aquinos form to cast homing missile, I think it's called. Yeah, homing, homing rockets, uh, which is magic missile again. Um, and then I will, after that, make a melee attack on them. So um, rolling to hit for the homing rockets. That's a nine, so probably not. Uh, no. Okay. In any case, I will be uh, also making a melee attack with my lightsaber now um, on the closer one. That's a dirty 20. And I also have a question. Um, okay. Would I be able to do my extra attack also while doing this? Because I have just like regular attack. Like whenever I can attack, I have an extra attack. Uh, Yeah. Okay, yeah, perfect. If you have that. Make two attacks then. Um. Second attack is an 18. Okay, both of those hit. Um, Amazing. For the first hit, that's eight damage. For the second hit, that is five damage. So 13 damage to this man. Okay, so um, uh, so were you attacking The closer one, or one. The, other? the one that I just um, uh, took my lightsaber from. Wonderful. So uh, you said that was eight damage, and then how much after it that? It was 13 total. 
13 total. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you, uh, yes, judo flip this man, take your lightsaber from him, um, and turn it on uh, after shooting some missiles from your belt again that uh, are, are shot out of the sky by the other one posted up at the end of the hallway, um, preventing them from making impact and doing damage. And with two swift strikes of your lightsaber, you dismantle the guard in front of you, leaving just his friend at the end of the hallway. You're coming for um, him next. <laughs> he's going to shoot at you twice more. It's going to be a 19 for one and nothing for the other. Um, not literally nothing, but just nothing good. Um, so you're going to take, you're going to take five more damage from that. Okay. And it's your turn again. I am pretty low. Um, I'm going to use my bonus action to do um, lend aid. Um, that will give me a six HP back. Um, and I think that's my second channel of the force for this long rest. Or wait, no, probably not, because we just went straight from we slept since then. Yeah, I don't think you've used one. Yeah, yet. so I have one more. Um cool. Um and then I'm going to use my movement to get up to him and attack him twice. Uh with my lightsaber. Um wonderful. Alright, roll twice to hit. That's probably not. That's a nine. That is a 23. Uh, 23. Excellent. So uh, the 23 hits. And that is 8 damage. And 8 damage will finish this man off. So how does he die? Um, I don't think Mix is so angry as to decapitate this man right now. I think they probably just run. Boo. No, no, it's Morals. not like them. Um, I think they just run him through with the, with the lightsaber. Just through the Honorable. stomach. Yeah. Um, yeah, you run him through and kind of gently lower him down to the ground um, and stand up. And you take stock of your surroundings for the first time. Coming down from this elevator, you are not in the same, like, linoleum, like, decrepit workroom area that um, the other members of the party are. Um, you are in much more of, like, what seems like military offices and, like, laboratories so there's um a lot of like side office rooms with, like different computers and desks and stuff like that most stuff you don't really care about you do find evidence of people like living around here and you do find some like barracks and some like command centers and stuff like that but you end up finding um a lot of evidence of hive behavior you see helmets that have been discarded that have been hastily spray painted silver but you can still see traces of yellow and black underneath them um, to conform more to the city guard, the uh, Midgar like security armor that people are wearing. Um, and you find some documents and some other trace evidence that basically confirms what your party was suspicious of, that the Hive has been hiding out underneath the city, helping Circa Arms by giving them labor and just like other resources to use to man the city. Um, you still notice that it's suspiciously empty in this part of the building. Um, you also are able to get your bearings a bit, and as you move through this base, you realize that the Hive has been staying for the most part in their own ship, which already has like full like housing and stuff available for the crew that still remains from the Hive, and that, that ship is like just like down another level in a huge hangar beneath the like work bases that you are in right now as you're wandering through. 
you get a hollow call. Um, it's not onto your personal communicator. You're walking through a hallway and at a hollow net station, you hear the ringing of an old classic telephone. That's horror movie shit. I'm going to pick it up and not say anything. Hold a moment, patching you through to the commander. Hello, going on quite the adventure down there, I see. This is Easy Company Commander Blake. We're in orbit. Sounds good. You don't you don't you don't know this. The <laughs> commander on the other side, who's not like actually holding a telephone, definitely like looks at his communication device like sounds good. Um we're detecting a great deal of fighting on the surface above where you are. Where you are, what has developed since you were deployed? Do I know this person? It's yeah. It's like the it's our reinforcements. Oh shit! I totally forgot. They're gonna come a few days after us. It's Blake. Oh okay. Hold on. Sorry. You know Blake. Okay, um, Blake. I oh. know we haven't been formally introduced. <laughs> Sorry. Shit. I no, no, I was no. under the impression that you like needed help no, down yeah, there. No. Yeah. No. We do. We do. I was like this phone very was ringing. Like cyber I'm technology listen. I'm in air, enemy territory right now. I'm sorry. I'm just like super. I lost a finger like literally like five minutes ago. I'm so sorry. Um. <laughs> listen. Yeah. No. We need help. We the, the bombs went off. Shit's fucked right now, actually. Yes. Um, apologies on my end, too. I thought that you were more uh, aware of the greater goings-on around. Um, we just got into orbit. We detected a lot of conflict around the city of Midgar, which we understand is owned by Circa Corp. Um, do you have location on the Hive? Is the conflict that's going on right now related to the Hive, not related to the Hive? And Yeah. No, everything is related to everything down here. I, the hive is, I think, one level below me where I am right now. Um, there's like a huge fucking conflict with the Wookies and Circa Arms and all this shit happening. It's kind, of, it kind of went over my head to be completely honest with you. But yeah, the hive's down here. They're living down here. I think they're mostly like in their ship, um, like down here, which is like, like it's all, it's all underground. I don't know if you got that much. It's all underground. They're all in their ship. They're all down here. Everything is fucked. Yes, we read you. One moment. Okay. Sorry to catch you up. Sorry to startle you with the phone thing. No, no, no. We, yeah, that's. I've been. Shit's fucked. That's all I gotta say. We've had a. We've had a ping on you. Uh, your your droid was able to link us from the surface when we got into orbit. He is the best of the best. We noticed that your in-ear communicator was destroyed or damaged, so we decided to ping you this way. Sorry for the confusion. We sense that you're in danger. We see where the ship is. One moment. Mix, this is what we're seeing. We can't access the Hive ship, and we're only authorized to fire upon the Hive. Easy Company can't participate in the battle with the Wookiees on the surface. But we think that's fine, but what we need you to do is to, uh, smoke out the Hive, so to speak. You know how, like, you put smoke in a beehive yeah, and no, force yeah, the got, bees I out? Yeah, I got you. Yeah, mm-hmm. See if you can find a way to, I don't know, light a fire under their asses. Get them into the sky. We can take it from there, and uh, we can get you, uh, where is your ship, matter of fact? Uh, it is, where did we leave it? It's out, it's not anywhere near here, right? It's on the edge of the desert. It's it's on the edge of the desert right now. Right. Scanning. Okay. We've got it located. We'll, uh, 
We'll arrange for the ship to come meet us, or to meet you, rather, once you're able to get the hive up in the air. You're you're going to need some reinforcements, I think. Yeah. We're going to send an orbital drop troop to assist you. That would Stand be by. 100%. That would be great. It would be wonderful. Okay. Uh, Commander Blake uh, exits the call. We're going to reunite the party now. Um, Rama... L and Digo, you guys are able to walk through the uh, storage facility that you were in. You see that you're the other side of the hallway that you basically made it through on the other end of the spiders um, is basically a bunch of storage rooms and hallways filled with jars, filled with alien specimens from other planets. Um, some is human anatomy, some is other alien anatomy, some is just from animals and other plant life. And as you finagle your way through this place, you uh, eventually come and meet uh, Mix at a junction um and you guys uh meet um in uh a room that at one point seems to be uh a break room which is kind of like where my bonfires are for dark souls it's just the break rooms of these evil corporate (laughs) places um i i love i love that i love it (laughs) um you guys uh reunite Hey, what's up? Hey, hey, Mix. Oh, God, you're missing a finger. Yeah, no, I, yeah. They, they didn't kill me, but they got, you know, a little taken off. You have to be the most unbothered person I have ever met. Oh, I was bothered. Trust me. I was bothered in the moment, but, like, the past is the past, you know? The past was, like, how long ago was that? Oh, like, what, 15 minutes? Um, match very concerned uh, flies over to you and starts like cheeping at you like a dog that is missing its owner uh, as they like walk in and it immediately clocks your missing finger and starts to like scan it and like make concerning right? noises. Oh, hey buddy. I'm, I'm okay. I'm okay. I promise. We'll get this fixed up when we go home. Um, Robin his head is like, well, it takes me about 20 years to get over things, so whatever. 15 minutes. You Couldn't sh- be me. You just gotta, I mean... You're on the battlefield, you just gotta go with the flow, right? Yeah, speaking of going with the flow, uh, what have you been able to find out here? Yeah, I got uh, on, in touch with Commander Blake. They are sending some reinforcements down here. Um, the hive is like just just below us. They want us to uh, smoke them out, per se, because you know, like bees and the hive, when you put smoke in, in the beehive, they like- Oh, that's you, a brilliant you, idea. Yeah, no, exactly. Good job, yeah. company. Amazing. Um, so yeah, they're sending some reinforcements and that is our, that's our goal. All right, you say they're right below us? I think so, yeah. That's what I gathered from my from my research. You you good? You need like to rest for a minute or? Yeah, uh, uh, rest that is short in nature might be great <laughs> to have. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if we have time for like a short rest. Maybe we can find something. Is there like are there like stim? Is there like a first aid kit with a couple stim packs or something in here? I don't think yeah, there's a cup of coffee. Roll, roll the investigation checks. Yeah. All of us? Uh no, just L because they asked. Oh. Why are you being? Do none of you have one on you? I don't think I have any. Um, um, I don't have one. No. Unless I forgot to add it. Yeah. Rip. You. That's a nine. Um, no, you're not able to find any uh, medical equipment. Can I with also you. roll investigation because I have a plus six and I'm pretty sure advantage, I think. Hmm. <laughs> no. All right. I guess not having a finger all of a sudden makes you bad at investigating, I guess. <laughs> Shit. 
Uh, no, there's a there's a DMing reason why I'm not letting you guys duplicate roles. It makes like mathematically, it doesn't make the role fair because you're you're getting True. way better odds if I let you all roll investigation. Right. So okay, I guess it's the same thing as having advantage. It's just two of us. Sure. Just <laughs> yeah, fair. Yes. Okay. Um. So you guys sit a spell. Uh. Recuperate. Get reunited. Uh. L on your local comms now. You hear a different voice. Um. The voice of a uh, husky uh, and kind of gruff sounding woman saying, "Teams, guys, coming down for a landing. If you guys could make some space in the hallway that you're in, maybe move into some rooms where we'll be clear to land." Yeah. All right. I do that. Just a little to your left ear. Uh, and then you hear up above you the sounds of high impacts. Boom, boom, boom. And then the sounds of drills um, hitting much rock and dirt uh, and infrastructure. And above you clunks down in front of you three uh, drill drop pods that had been uh, reclaimed from the attack on Coruscant. And out from them walks three heavily armored Easy Company soldiers to assist you with the rest of your mission. Oh, hell yeah. These three uh, commandos uh, step out um, with gold and red armor. With the insignia of the Jedi, the lightsaber with a circle around it, with the addition of a set of wings on each side of the circle, indicating their status as a highly ranking airborne corps. And with that... We'll end the session. money on your outdoor project now at menards we have everything you need to keep your outdoor power equipment running smooth so you can keep that lawn in tip-top shape or enjoy some time on your boat right now all fvp lawn and garden and marine batteries are on sale through may 5th check out our entire selection of fvp batteries today and view our weekly flyer on menards.com for more great deals When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.